This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Welcome to Eye on Houston, Houston's community affairs program reflecting the concerns, needs, and events of our greater Houston communities. Hello, I'm Dr. Laura Murillo, President and CEO of the Houston Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. We're happy to visit with our guest. He is Alberto Cárdenas, and he is the chairman of BC Global LP. Alberto, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Laura. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. We're so happy that you are a member of our chamber and you've been such a great partner for many, many years. And we're excited about you launching this new uh, firm with your law partner, Nate McMurray. And it's my understanding you're doing a lot of legal work. You're representing clients and you've got folks in New York, Washington and Texas. Tell us a little bit about your firm and what your focus is. Absolutely. So uh, between Nate and I, we have four decades of combined experience working in-house in government and with corporate clients. I was obviously at a big law firm, Vincent & Elkins, uh, for the previous 14 years. And in our new venture, we are continuing on in that legal space, representing clients, particularly with tax incentives, economic development opportunities for job creation to spur our economy. Well, and all very important, some very big names uh, that people would be familiar with. I know that uh, in Houston, there's a lot of new business coming up and they need advice and guidance. And it sounds like, again, what you're bringing to the table is something that these businesses are looking for and very much need in this changing economy and environment. You're right. Uh, the economy is changing. There is an underlying uh, shift in our global markets. But as we see here in Houston, we have had tremendous success in representing, yes, our traditional energy-based refineries, um, other clients that are looking to create jobs in auto manufacturing or in the petrochemical space. But what we're also seeing is a growth opportunity in renewables and energy storage to power our grid, um, solar facilities, uh, transportation uh, mechanisms. And so that is some of the focus that we've got going into the future. Well, and tell us about some of the projects that you've got coming up now that would be of relevance to people who might be looking for attorneys to represent them. Absolutely. There are different projects that are being developed um, throughout the state in the energy space. Some of those include battery storage to help power the grid. Um, They also um, might be looking at development of a solar facility, a wind facility, using hydrogen um, to produce energy. 
And so we have been representing certain companies for a while now and new ones that are coming online. Um, those that are seeking, obviously, to reduce their tax burden um, in exchange for the job creation, the investment. We're talking about hundreds of millions of dollars here. And so it is by no means an easy task. Another thing that we've seen here in Houston, if I may, is the fact that the city of Houston is seeking to incentivize green building initiatives. And so we are proud to have done the first project here in Houston and today the only tax incentive project um, for a LEED certified new office tower um, that will be right next to Discovery Green Park. Well, certainly with your decades of experience, your longstanding roots in this community, in Washington and Austin, all of those things together, along with your law partner, are certainly things that put you at the forefront for people trying to do business in Houston and in Texas. What else would you like to leave our guests with? Well, we can't guarantee results. That's one thing, right? And, uh, you know, you, you make certain that you do the best work you can. But as a Hispanic-owned business, I can tell you that we are most efficient. Our rates are obviously competitive, and but we're not going to compromise in quality. We are dedicated to serving the community we live in. We've seen that. The Houston Hispanic Chamber has grown with us as we have done the pro bono work on immigration policy um, to advance certain initiatives. But we're here to stay. We're here to grow, and we're here to partner with you. Thank you so much, Alberto. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Hello, I'm Dr. Laura Murillo, President and CEO of the Houston Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. We know there are so many phenomenal organizations out there doing great work for our region. Up next is Chad Burke, and he heads up, get this, the Economic Alliance Houston Port Region. He is their president and CEO. Chad, welcome. Thank you, Dr. Murillo. Um, it's really a pleasure to be here. I really appreciate a chance to chat with you. Well, always, we, we enjoy collaborating with partners such as uh, your organization. So tell everyone what your group does, please. Sure. The Economic Alliance Houston Port Region is an economic development corporation. Um, it serves the Houston Ship Channel region. Um, it includes 11 cities, um, Harris County, the Port of Houston, and about 250 private companies that are members. Um, and our mission is to grow that regional economy by adding new capital investment and creating jobs in the region. Well, speaking of jobs and all of the projects that you guys are involved with, 21 and 22, you guys had some big wins. Talk to us about that. Sure. So um, if we have a report card each year that we have to uh, show our, our board and members, it's how many projects that we worked on that were announced and came to fruition in the region. And so in 2021, um, we had five project wins um, that totaled $1.9 billion in new capital investment, um, and it created about 600 new direct jobs. And of those five wins, um, four of them were uh, petrochemical manufacturing, which you would expect most of our new capital investment has been in the chemical manufacturing business. Um, and then one of them was in healthcare, uh, where Kelsey Siebel um, uh, located a new um, uh, a new clinic in the North North Channel area. But most of the most of the large cap projects that we work on are in the cap uh, are in the chemical industry. So what are some of the things that you do, for example, to make the Port Houston area competitive? Yeah, and this is a great question because it really gets into all of the different activities that we do. So if the core mission is to is to 
get that capital investment to convince those companies to locate in this region. Um, what they're evaluating is um, what does the infrastructure look like? How can we best move our people and product through this region efficiently? Port of Houston is the largest and busiest port in the country. Um, we obviously export a lot of materials around the globe. So really, how does that infrastructure work on land and um, on the water? And then the second question is always workforce development. Do we have a trained, skilled, ready workforce to be able to fill those jobs that are created? So we work really hard in infrastructure. We work really hard in our workforce development efforts. Um, our public policy committee um, it just got back from Washington, D.C. last week. We're in we're in federal issues and then every other year, obviously, at the state level that sets the ground rules for kind of how successful our communities and businesses can be. And then the fourth thing that we work on is with our local cities, um, quality of life. We want to create an, a, a region where people love to to live and raise their families as well as work in these great jobs along the industry. So a big topic of conversation has been and will continue to be Houston's Ship Channel. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, um, really been kind of priority number one on the infrastructure side for the last several years. Um, uh, Port of Houston calls it Project 11 because it's the it's the 11th major project um, in the history of the port, a little over 100 years now. And what they're doing with that um, uh, after about a, a four year mega study by the Corps of Engineers, um, we're going to widen the Houston Ship Channel um, uh, from 530 feet to 700 feet wide. And what that does is that allows for safer transit of, of all of those, uh, those large vessels. Um, but really also, it, it, um, as the vessels get bigger and bigger and bigger, it ensures that we can have two-way traffic um, in and out of the Port of Houston so that the very large vessels can pass safely, uh, one coming in and one going out at the same time. Um, it's about a billion dollar project. Um, the Port of Houston itself uh, committed to half of that, about $500 million. Um, uh, earlier this year in February, um, the Port of Houston was awarded $142 million towards that project um, in the bipartisan uh, infrastructure bill. Um, and then one of our top priorities um, last week in, in Washington, D.C., was asking uh, Congress for $250 million to complete that project in the fiscal year 2023 um, administration's budget. So we're working hard to kind of close the gap on the very end of that. But the good news is um, we've got a large portion of it, portion of it funded. And next month, um, they actually begin the widening process for the for the main section across the bay. So we're 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 making good progress and moving forward on that project right now, which will really continue to keep com Houston competitive globally. What do you hope to be the completion date on that? Probably 18 to 24 months. So maybe 2024, uh, we should be coming close to completion. Yeah. Well, Chad, to you, the team, your board, thanks for all you do, and thanks for partnering with the Houston Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Thank you so much, Laura. We really appreciate it. Appreciate you, too. Thank you, Chad. Hello, I'm Dr. Laura Murillo, President and CEO of the Houston Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Today, we have one of our corporate partners joining us to talk about something that's critically important, and we're seeing, unfortunately, more of, and that is depression among adolescents. He is Dr. Adrian Flores. He is the executive director of the Houston Behavioral Healthcare Hospital. 
Dr. Flores, welcome. Thank you, Dr. Murillo, for the opportunity. Absolutely. We know we have a lot of parents out there who are watching and are already thinking about summer and what it means for them as parents. And unfortunately, across the country, especially during COVID, we have seen more young people <clears throat> who are susceptible to suicide, depression, right. and, right. and parents are trying to find ways to cope, but often feel that perhaps they don't have the resources. So talk to us about this and, and what parents can do to know the signs of depression. Well, thank you for the opportunity, Dr. Murillo. It's very important for us here at Houston Behavioral to do one thing. We, we want to send the message that mental health is health. And in the adolescent world, especially with the time of the year right now where they're going into summer vacation, they become um, vulnerable to various things. Number one, the, the loss of structure. You know, adolescents strive. They are wonderful at structure. Once they do not have structure, then different things can happen. They leave school, they're at home, and now you get them abundantly available for social media. Um, we don't have, we lose the physical connection with each other because now everything is either on the cell phone texting. And we start to notice on those types of situations that adolescents will start doing one of two things as signs or symptoms of a depressive state. They start to retract. They start to withdraw from family events. They also lose appetite. They lose sleep or changes in their patterns. Um, they also can evolve into showing more signs of sadness and depression to the point where they have intrusive thoughts and can also express either self-harm, um, suicidal ideation, okay? And those are the things that parents need to know how to identify when they occur to be able to step in at the right time and do something about it. And know that there are many resources for people who may not have insurance, people who have insurance, and right. that we need to step away from the stigma, the taboo of Absolutely. depression. And that in fact, like any other illness or disease, that there, there are things that are available, whether it's talking to a counselor, talking to someone at your right. school, uh, going there to you all, or Absolutely. also in some cases, uh, introducing some type of treatment, whatever that may be. And right. I want you to just address, if you would, if you have found that in some cases, this is passed on from, uh, is generational depression, like is it uh, carried on from one parent or sibling or what have you? Right. So there is uh, research behind the genetics of mental illness. Um, that doesn't mean that it's it's an immediate, this person has it, the next person has it as well. But there are linkage to family lineage with uh, suicide, with, you know, uh, depression, anxiety. So it's important to recognize and us as parents to know that if we've gone through a similar situation ourselves, then we must be able to identify and, and be okay with identifying those types of signs and symptoms in, in our own children, because yes, there is a link. And you also mentioned over communicating with your yes. adolescent and, and finding out who they're talking to and what they are doing. And of course, the last thing perhaps they want to do is talk to their parents about it, but Absolutely. provide some tools and resources for these parents. So a couple of things. Don't be afraid to ask questions to your adolescent. Have open, open discussions. And you'll, you'll, you'll be very amazed on how adolescents will open up once you have that connection and they feel they're in a safe place. So number one, create a safe place 
for the conversation to occur. Number two, use questions that will allow the adolescent to start answering without feeling threatened or being intrusive in their own lives. Because as an adolescent myself, I always wanted my own privacy. But also, if you feel that your adolescent is having these types of situations and don't know what to do. So there are things that you can do. We have gone to different schools in the city of Houston, Cyfair, Katy, spoken to their counselors and provided them with resources like our PHP and IOP program. That there is a daily activity. They come to us in our hospital. We assess them. If we see that the need for them to use tools or learn coping skills is there, then we would ask them to come every day. We prepare them to get back into the world by using the right kind of tools. And we won't know exactly what they are until they come to us and we can start applying them. We have our program here called Delta at Houston Behavioral. It's as easy as a phone call. It's 832-834-7710. We have an email, which is simple, delta at houstonbehavioralhealth.com. Email us, call us, ask us questions. We want to be the resource of education. And no question out there is a silly question or a wrong question. What is wrong is not understanding that mental health is health. Dr. Flores to you and everyone at Houston Behavioral Health Hospital. Thank you for joining us. And again, parents, please reach out, find support. You're not alone. Thank you. You're not alone. Thank you, Doctora. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable, fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation, find your next credit card, or loan for a big purchase, and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app.